0: Hey there, this is Pastor Terry. Thanks so much for stopping by Grace Free Journey. Glad to have you with us. It is great to be with you. Now, this is going to be a little bit different. Um, there's some confusion uh, out there in Christianity about the end of the Lord's Prayer. We've been in Matthew. Uh, we've been Matthew 5 and 6. We're in Matthew 6 now. We're ending up verses 9 through 13, which is the Lord's Prayer. But there's there's some confusion. We talked a little bit about how there's a difference between um, where in the Lord's Prayer it says, forgive us of our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. Some people say, some traditions, some Bible translations say, forgive us of our transgressions as we forgive those who transgress against us. And then some, more modern, would say, forgive us of our sins as we forgive those people who have sinned against us. Well, we talked about that in the last episode. But today we have to deal with the ending. Because in the ESV, the English Standard Version of the Bible, that's the Bible that I use, it ends with, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And we've already talked about that. But if you look at the King James, the final verse there says, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So why the difference? Because if Jesus gave this prayer, and he did, if he spoke it, and he did, if it was written down accurately, and it was, why the difference? <laughs> well, the difference is really pretty simple to explain. When people begin to translate the Bible, they have to make a choice. Are they going to go with what's called the majority text? That is, if they're going to look at the family of manuscripts that have the most copies or the most partial copies, or that's called the majority text. So they're going to look at that, or are they going to look at the oldest translations um, or the oldest manuscripts? I'm sorry, the oldest manuscripts. So so in the King James, they do what's called the majority text. They they, they look at all the, the Bible manuscripts that are out there. And, and they say, we want to look at the ones. And they're divided into families based on the region where they were found so the byzantine or or whatever they would be found in different geographical regions and uh, maybe even different time periods and they're lumped into groups uh titled by that region or by that time period so um, they would look at this and they would say the king james people say well we want the majority because we believe that if we get the majority of these manuscripts together um, from a particular time period throughout the regions that will tell us what was being translated and what was said. Okay, some other scholarship comes along and says, okay, I get that, that, you know, in the year, you know, let's say, you know, 100 AD, you know, we find, um, you know, 50 manuscripts from 100 AD for the book of Luke. But uh, then if you go on and archaeology continues on, then you may find um, three manuscripts that date back Within twenty years of the signing of the Book of Luke, of, of Luke actually writing it, so the decision has to come: Do I want the majority uh, believing that maybe sort of in in the multitude of many counselors we have the the, the absolute translation, or do I want to go back uh, to the earliest possible signed manuscript and consider that? So that's really what's happened here. Uh, the King James do the they do the majority text, and in the majority text that. The ending, which is called the doxology, is placed on um, the Lord's Prayer. And it says, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, that does not hurt any part of the prayer. None of it. So if that's really it, it doesn't hurt anything. All it does, the doxology, is declares the greatness of God and His kingdom and the commitment to that over and above everything else. Well, that's not a bad thing, (laughs) right? I mean, it's not a bad thing at all. Or if that doxology isn't there, if um, uh, the ESV is correct in looking at the oldest manuscripts and seeing what's there, it doesn't take anything away because the prayer begins by our Father who is in heaven. His name is holy. He is transcendent. He He is other than us. His kingdom is greater than anything here. So the greatness of God is declared at the beginning of the prayer. But I know that some of you might have questions on that as this goes along. So I wanted to try to clear that up. If it's as clear as mud, (laughs) please let me know and I'll try to clarify it for you. But remember this, regardless of which way you go, pray it, understand each word and phrase, dedicate yourself to the Lord and to living out kingdom principles and the will of God, and you will find unbelievable grace for your journey God bless you let me pray for you Lord we love you we thank you for this prayer Jesus we thank you that you gave it to us Father we're down here scratching our heads on something and and Lord but we know you honor the heart of the matter so I pray God our hearts are dedicated to you in Jesus name amen and amen we'll talk again next time thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you